Today's episode is sponsored by Hero Cosmetics. They kindly sent me over the Mighty Patch, which is a hydrocolloid acne patch for me to try out. And I actually had a monster pimple pop up recently that none of my usual creams and washes were touching. So it was honestly perfect timing. I stuck on a Mighty Patch original and left it overnight. And in the morning, the pimple was totally flat. That red painful bump was almost completely gone. So cool, and it will for sure become a staple in my medicine cabinet. And the best part? It only has one ingredient, so it's perfect for even the most sensitive skin. So, if you want to try out the Mighty Patch for yourself, use the code MORNINGMURDER15 for 15% off at HeroCosmetics.com. That's MORNINGMURDER15 at HeroCosmetics.com. I'm sure you guys will love it. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Arrived, the they found the telephone and electricity lines. Weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Murder. I think we can all agree that, for the most part, serial killers aren't the most reliable people. On June 11, 1983, the now infamous confession killer was arrested and would spend years spinning elaborate lies that, for a long time, police and officials believed. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Henry Lee Lucas, born August 23, 1936, in Blacksburg, Virginia, learned from an early age that he got the most attention when he exhibited wild, outrageous, and frightening behaviors. His mother was a sex worker who often made him sit and watch her with her clients, as well as made him publicly cross-dress and pimp him out to men and women. But attention, whether good or bad, was still attention, right? Then, in 1954, Henry's alcoholic father died after passing out in a blizzard, and shortly thereafter, Henry dropped out of school while still in the sixth grade, ran away from home, and began wandering around Virginia. And who could blame him? His life back home wasn't exactly perfect. Because of his transient lifestyle, one that he chose to fund with robbery instead of a job, he was arrested on multiple occasions in and around Richmond, even spending four years in prison. He escaped in 1957, but was recaptured three days later. Despite this, he was released on September 2, 1959. After his release, he went to Michigan to live with his half-sister, Opal, and got engaged to a woman he had become pen pals with while in prison. This engagement became a bone of contention between Henry and his mother. She disapproved of her son's new fiancé and insisted that he call the whole thing off and move back home with her. He, of course, refused and became increasingly angry with his mother's insistence that she wanted him home to take care of her in her old age. On January 11, 1960, Henry Lee Lucas killed his mother after yet another argument over his impending marriage. He hit her over the head with a broom and stabbed her in the neck before fleeing the scene. When his sister returned later, she found their mother lying in a pool of blood, still clinging to life. She called an ambulance, but they were too late, and Viola died from her injuries. Henry was later arrested in Ohio on an outstanding warrant. Henry tried to claim that he killed his mother as an act of self-defense, but the jury wasn't buying it. He was charged with second-degree murder and served 10 years before being released in 1970 due to prison overcrowding. 
Not even a year later, Henry was convicted of the attempted kidnapping of three young girls, for which he only received five years. It was while serving this sentence that he began a relationship with a family friend, a single mother. They married when he was released in 1975, but it soured after, just two years later, he was accused of sexually abusing his new stepdaughter. He started hopping from one family member to the next before befriending a man and settling in Jacksonville, Florida, a man named Otis Toole. Now, as many of you know, Otis was a deviant serial killer in his own right, and together, these two would become monsters. But more on that in a minute. Through Otis, Henry met his niece, Frida Becky Powell. She was a young girl who suffered from a mild intellectual impairment and had just escaped from a juvenile detention center. And yet, she and the much older Henry Lee Lucas fell in love. After finding his new relationship, Henry remarkably seemed to calm down. He got a job as a roofer, collected scrap metal for cash, and became the neighborhood mechanic. It was around this same time that he and his new best friend, Otis, began traveling all over the United States for unknown reasons. They visited 26 states in total over the course of most of the 1970s. At some point in 1982, Becky was placed in a shelter after her grandmother died. Henry convinced her to run away with him and live on the road with him and Otis. They eventually traveled to California and began working for an 82-year-old infirm named Kate Rich. Before long, the couple was caught writing checks with Rich's money and, failing at their jobs, were forced to leave the home. They began hitchhiking and were picked up by a religious commune in Texas. They believed Henry and 15-year-old Becky were married and allowed the couple to live at the commune while Henry worked as a roofer. But after Becky became homesick, the pair fought and Henry claimed he left her at a truck stop in Bowie, Texas. On June 11, 1983, Henry Lee Lucas was arrested and charged with unlawful possession of a firearm when he made the first of what would become many shocking confessions to the Texas Ranger. He said that both Becky Powell and Kate Rich were dead and led police to said remains taking responsibility for their deaths. And while the remains were not positively identified as Kate and Becky, rangers believe that there's a pretty solid chance that they had a murderer in their custody. This began a long history of Henry Lee Lucas, whom we now know as the confession killer, making wild claims and taking credit for brutal murders, and then subsequently retracting his confessions. He claimed his first murder was in 1951, when he was just a young boy when he strangled a 17-year-old girl named Laura Burnsley after she refused his sexual advances. He later retracted his claims. He also stated that while he and Otis traveled throughout the United States, they picked up and slaughtered a number of hitchhikers, sex workers, and migrant workers. While being held in Williamson County Jail, he took credit for an exorbitant number of crimes, including his involvement in the infamous murder of Adam Walsh. The Lucas Task Force was formed in an effort to corroborate his confessions. It was thought that, over time, he was positively connected to 28 of the crimes he confessed to. The task force officially cleared 213 previously unsolved crimes as the result of Henry's confessions, all the while giving him special treatments like knowing the codes to certain doors in the jails, trips to restaurants, and freedom from handcuffs while aimlessly walking around the jail. 
Then the task force came under fire when they realized that, on these frequent walks around the jail, he was given access to information on the cases he was confessing to. That he simply read the officer's reactions like some sick carnival game, and that he was not involved in any of these crimes. These confessions carried on for years, and it wasn't until two reporters from the Dallas Times-Herald in 1985 took all of his crimes and made a wildly inconsistent timeline. They determined that there was no way Henry could have committed these crimes and cited work records, traffic tickets, sign checks, insurance forms, and interviews with past landlords and employees. In fact, he couldn't be linked with any certainty to any more than three murders. Henry Lee Lucas was convicted of 11 homicides and sentenced to death for one, the unidentified woman named Orange Socks, who was found dead on Halloween in 1979. He was later granted a stay on his sentence after it was discovered that he read the case file. On March 12, 2001, Henry Lee Lucas was found dead in his cell of apparent heart failure. Over the years, DNA has verified that Henry did not kill 20 of his supposed victims. And I imagine this will continue to happen. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on June 12th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.